0: This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be what it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the Word of God. And I boldly declare that my mind is alert, my heart is receptive, my ears are open, and I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Father, we give you thanks for your word this morning. And we thank you, Lord, that your word is sharp and powerful. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. And Lord God, we open our hearts to receive your word today. And we thank you, Lord God, that you are already in this place. So we honor you, Lord God. We bless you. Father, I ask that you wear me like a, a glove this morning. That, Father, what's done here, what's said here that you would be the substance of all that that it is, Lord, that every person would hear beyond my voice, they would hear your voice in the deep recesses of our hearts. We give you all the glory and all the honor in Jesus' name. And everyone say, Amen, Amen. amen. You may grab your seats and turn to the book of Psalm tr- chapter uh, 23. Psalm 23, this morning. Um, I just want to let you know that uh, it is a real privilege for me to stand in this podium, amen. Um, uh, I, I'm honored because uh, Pastor would entrust me with sharing the word, and um, and I'm blessed, even if he just called me yesterday to ask me to do it. Hallelujah! But you know what? Um, I tell you something. For me to be here means that he really. Isn't feeling well. And, and we really want you to pray this week. Because he really wanted to be here. Amen. And so he waited until the, the last. Until he knew he definitely couldn't make it before he asked me. And so we just want to really, really, really uh, pray for him this week. Amen? Amen. How many of you would commit to doing that? Let me see your hands. Amen. Psalm 23, if you're there, we're going to be reading... Uh, About the shepherd. But I I, I know some of you know this. But we're going to look at this in a little different way this morning. Amen. Psalm 23 verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Verse 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Hallelujah. That's where we're going to focus this morning. We're going to focus on verse 4, because today I want to tell you how to have victory in your valley. Oh, come on now. How to have victory in your valley. Amen. How many of you know that a lot of times a valley represents our place of defeat, but that's not what God has, that's not God's intention for your valley. Your valley isn't there to cave you in, your valley is to be a place of victory for your soul. Hallelujah. And so today we're going to talk about how to have victory in your valley. First of all, I want to let you know that there are four things about valleys you need to understand in order to have victory over your valley. The first thing is this, that every valley, valley, valleys are inevitable. Say so that would mean valleys are inevitable. Yeah. What do you mean by that, Pastor? I mean that you're either in a valley, you've just come out of a valley, or you're going to go into a valley. I mean that everybody has valleys. Can I hear amen? That, you, that means if you're in a valley right now, you're not unique or special or one of a kind or somehow, you know, something happened that caused you. Your valley is in your life simply because you are human. The fact that you're alive means you're going to face some valleys. And everybody goes through them. John 16 verse 33. Here's what Jesus said. He says, these these things I have spoken to you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have what? You shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Here's what Jesus is saying. Jesus says that when I am in him, there is peace. But I'm also in the world, and there's tribulation. But I can be happy when I see tribulation because I'm not just in the world. I am in Him in the world. Are you hearing me? Okay, in other words, let me put it this way. What Jesus is saying is this. For example, let's say you're in a house and there's a storm outside. Okay? You can be happy in the storm because you're in the house that's in the storm. Because the house has overcome the storm, and you're in the house, so you're okay. But woe be unto you if you're in the storm, but you ain't in a house. Because you have nothing that's overcome the storm that you're in, and so you can't be of good cheer if you're in the storm without being in the house. You get what I'm saying? But Jesus says, hey, listen, no matter who you are, you're going to have tribulation. But those who are in me can rejoice because I have overcome the tribulation. Right, 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 right. And so if you have faced a valley or you're in a valley, I'm here to tell you that's normal. That's life. Tell somebody, that's life. I mean, Jesus promised it. You know, I mean, we, we, I love Jesus' promise. Promises, but how many of you know there are about 10% of them that you know are a little funny? <laughs> right? There's some there's some promises Jesus makes that are a little kind of I don't like, and one of them is this one like, you will have tribulation. That's just a promise, that's just the truth. You're gonna face it, but he's overcome it. Oftentimes, just as Christians, we think we shouldn't go through tribulations, but just the, the fact that we're alive means we're gonna have difficulty, yes. we're gonna have disappointment. We're going to have discouragement. Anybody know what that feels like? Uh, We're going to have suffering. Mm. We're going to have sorrow. Mm. We're going to have sickness. Man, we're going to have frustration. Pastor Sarah, so where's the good news? We're going to have failure. We're going to have fatigue. Let me tell you what the good news is. You are not alone. Watch this. Let me tell you something. You don't have to ask yourself, why me? Or what did I do? Or is God getting back at me? No, 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 no. As long as you're alive... Everybody go to like this. As long as you can do that, you're going to have a valley. It's as simple as that. Here's the second thing I want you to know about valleys. Valleys are unpredictable. Have any of you ever gotten a flat tire when you needed one? Anybody ever get up one day and say, you know, what? today would be a good day to have a flat tire? Like none of us, right? <laughs> but all of us have gotten them at some point. Why? Because they're unpredictable. We can't determine a lot of times when our valleys are going to come. Uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 12. Here's what it says. It says, For man also knoweth not his time. As the fishes that are taken in an evil net, and as our birds that are caught in the snare, so are the sons of men snared in an evil time, when, falleth, when it falleth suddenly upon him. Let, let me say it in the NIV. People can never predict when hard times might come. Simple. You just don't know. Psalm 23, David, um, at one minute, he was lying down in green pastures. And, and then, then he was uh, beside still waters. And then um, he, uh, you know what, he was walking along and his soul was being restored. I mean, that sounds good. And then all of a sudden, he's in the valley. I was like, how in the world did I get here? unpredictable you can't tell when they're gonna happen but the god who was with you in the grass is with you in the gully i'm telling you the same god who had you lying down has you walking if you can trust him to bring you beside still waters you can trust him to take you through a valley you see, we only want to know the God of the, va- of, of the, of the Evian water. That's what we call Evian. We only want to know the God of the spring water. But God says, no, no, no. You need to know the God of the dark valley as well. Because the same God, even though the circumstances change, God hasn't changed. Oh my Lord. The same God is with you. Amen. Amen. If He could bring into a place of plenty, He can pass you through a place of lack. Because the same God is with you. Listen, your valley may shock you, but it didn't surprise God. Man, God didn't get up this morning going, oh my word, what happened? <laughs> or You know, God never says, man, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> or you know what? That never occurred to me. God never says anything like that. He knows, He knows before it happens. And He's there. Valleys are inevitable. Valleys are unpredictable. But here's the good news. Valleys are temporary. Come on. Oh, I love that. I love that. I love that. Valleys are temporary. Listen, David says, I walk through the valley. Somebody say through. Through. That means that there's a season to it, right? I walk where? That means there's an end to it. I walk where? Through. Through. In other words, where I am is not where I will be. Come on now. Where I am is not where I will be. The There is an end because this thing has come to pass. It's not come to stay. It's come to pass. You're, the valley is not your permanent address. Man, don't set up any home in any weird named valley, <laughs> Valley Ridge, Valley Farm Road. You know, Deep Valley Corner. Yeah, listen, listen. Do not build your home in the valley. Tell the person beside you, don't build your home in the valley. Because valleys were created to be temporary. They were never created to last. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17. It says, For our light affliction. Someone say light. light. Our light affliction. Listen to this. Which is but for how long? A moment. Listen, in light of everything that God has done and is doing in your life, what you're going through is very momentary. Don't allow your momentary setback to throw away all that God has done to cancel out everything He has done in your life. Man, God saved you. God delivered you. He did so many things. And the first time you come upon hardship, you're just like, Oh, this Christianity thing not working. Man, you were you are broke, you know, things were bad, you were starting to give, start things come, and then you get hit with a bill and you just go, oh, tithing not working. You're allowing your valley to dictate your belief. You can't allow your valley to dictate your belief. Because the valley is temporary. You never make permanent decisions based on temporary circumstances. Never make a decision in a valley. Oh, you didn't hear me. You didn't hear me. Tell the person beside you: Never make, Never make a decision in a valley, because valleys are temporary. Before you know it, you're out, and you made the wrong decision at the wrong time, and now you have to live with the consequence. Walk through the valley first. Oh man, you guys! I hope you guys are hearing me this morning, because valleys—valleys valleys are meant to be short-term. I want I want to talk about somebody this morning. It's not you, it's the person beside you. Okay? I'm going to talk, talk about the person beside you this morning. Listen, don't extend your valley time purposefully. Some of us want to live in the valley. We just don't want to tell anybody. Because what we've done is we've allowed our valley to become our crutch. What do you mean? What do you mean by that? What I mean is this. We are, we've allowed our valley experience to become our, our defining agent. Wow. We say, oh, um, you don't understand, Pastor. You don't understand what I've been through. I'm an abused wife. Oh, you don't know what I've been through, man. I'm a recovering alcoholic. Man, you, don't know, you don't know what I've been through. I was abandoned when I was a child. Uh, you don't know what uh, I've been through. Uh, you know what? My best friend betrayed me. Somebody stole my business. Somebody turned their back on me. Somebody left me when I needed them. Somebody did this. I'm divorced. I'm this. And we allow our valleys to define us so that we can get sympathy from those around us. And so we don't want to let go of the valley because we say if we give up the valley, then people might think I'm doing okay. But I like the attention that I get when people think I'm still in the valley. And so, while the shepherd is walking, we're saying, oh, I'm God, oh, I want to stay here a little longer. Wow. And God says, no, you need to come. And let me tell you why we don't want to. Go. Because it takes work to walk. Right. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. I said it takes work to walk. It takes more work to walk than to sit still. Yes. Yes. Are you with me? Yes. And so when God says, hey, you need to get over that pain, forgive. Who forgive? Are you crazy? <laughs> I ain't forgiving nobody. I don't deserve it. And we live or hold on to the valley and say, I'm not letting go. I'm a hurt person. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I'm not talking to you. Talking to the person beside you. Okay? Listen. Your valley should never define you. It's your victory in the valley that should define you. Are you with me? It's a, a, I once was lost, but now I'm found. I don't need to know how lost. I need to know how found. Sometimes we focus so much on how lost we were. And then, and Jesus came and saved me. Hallelujah. And that's the testimony. Tell me how found you are. Tell me what has changed since you came out of the valley. Don't spend the time dwelling on the valley. Because I don't want to celebrate your valley. I want to celebrate your victory. Hallelujah. Valleys are temporary. And they're meant to be temporary. Valleys are also purposeful. Valleys are purposeful. Listen. Every problem has a purpose. Every problem has a purpose. And listen to this. And becomes the platform for your preaching. Listen. You can speak... More truth out of your pain than you can out of your comfort. Did you hear me? Did you hear me? Listen, the struggle you went through to get to where you are is that has taught you more to bless somebody else than the stuff you've never struggled with. It is hard to really sound like Jesus is a healer for you if you've never been sick. But let the person who's been sick come up here and talk to you about how Jesus is a healer. And all of a sudden, what their valley was, what Satan meant for their downfall, becomes their platform for preaching. You become a blessing when you've gone through a burden. Are are you hearing me? But some of us are ashamed of the valleys we've been through. And so the valley never serves the purpose that God wants to use it for. We hide the valley experience. We don't let anybody know because we don't want anybody to know we've had an abortion. We don't want anybody to know we've tried to commit suicide. We don't want anybody to know that we've been to jail. Are you hearing me this morning? And so, you know, so we'll hide those things. And when someone else is going through hurt because they've had an abortion, we don't say nothing. We go on like we've been saved all our life. Oh, it'll be all right. But let me tell you something. When you went through it, you know what you were looking for? Someone who went through it before you. You are looking for someone who overcame that valley so they could help you overcome the valley themselves. And now that you have overcome, Jesus said to Peter, hey Peter, Satan is wanting to sift you as wheat. But when you have returned, strengthen the brethren. Listen, when you've gone through what you've gone through, God says, I want to use it so that you can be a blessing to somebody else. Man, you've got to let that valley work for you. You've got to let that valley become your employee. Amen? Amen. Use your valley to build your faith. How many of you know that uh, uh, even though we need the green pastures, and even though we need the still waters, how many of you know your faith doesn't get built except in the valley? God is more interested in your character than He is in your comfort. Oh my Lord. It's in the valley that you learn how to be patient. It's in the valley that you learn how to be joyful. Do you know that God teaches you joy through hard circumstances? Do you know that God teaches you love by surrounding you with people who aren't lovely? Listen, you don't need to learn love with people who love you. Jesus said, Man, even the Pharisees know how to do that. I'm not saying it, that's what he said, man. Jesus said, that's why I tell you, not everything Jesus said I like, but it's true. He said, You gotta love your enemies because man, if you only love those who love you, man, that's easy. Even sinners do that. I mean, that's easy. That's easy stuff. But check me out, check me out. Check me out. Father, forgive them for they know that one. Check me out. Oh, I'm dying for them. Check me out. Oh, I love that one and that one. Check me out. Man, he's... I hope you're getting this this morning because I'm telling you something. You know what? We need to move. Here we go. Here we go. God didn't cause your valley, but he'll use your valley if you'll allow him to do it. Amen? Amen. Now, how do you overcome in the valley? How do you deal with that? Here's what David said. I'm still in Psalm 23 verse 4. Can you believe that? Here's what David said. David said, I will fear no evil. Here's what he says. I will. Someone say, I will. I will fear fear no evil. In other words, what David is saying is this. I have made a choice to not fear evil. The first step. You have to know an overcoming in your valley is refuse to be discouraged. Amen. You've got to refuse, absolutely refuse to be discouraged. Listen to me. Will implies that there's a choice. Right. You have a choice, I have a choice. If you're discouraged this morning, you chose. Discouragement. Now maybe uh, maybe you didn't know that. But I'm telling you. Here why. You can choose. Let me tell you how you choose not to be discouraged. Focus on God's power rather than your problem. That's it, right there. Two people can be going through the same problem and one has their head held high, chest back. They're ready. They're ready to face the world. The other one is down and depressed and overcome because both of them have different mentalities. One is saying, hey, you know what? I know my God is able to take me through this. And the other one is saying, man, I can't do this. You know what? Both of them are right. They are just focused on two different things. James 1 verse 2 says this. If you, think, if you think David was strong, hear this. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. James says, I'm not even telling you not to de- get discouraged. I'm telling you to rejoice. I'm saying get happy when you see valleys. You know, you see a valley, just say, Oh God, I know you're going to come through. Man, God, you must be proving something about yourself today. Man, when you go like this and you don't see any money, just say, oh God, you're a prophet." I know you're going to show, this is a testimony. I'm going to write it down. I'm going to date it. I'm going to make sure because I've got to share this with somebody when you come through. Here's what Paul says. Paul says in Philippians 4.4, 4, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say what? Listen, Paul wasn't writing from Hotel Hawaii. Paul was writing from jailhouse, jailhouse, Rome. In other words, he was in bonds. He was locked up. He was tied. He had four guards around him, and he's writing to these guys, and he says, "Hey guys, you don't have nothing to be worried about, nothing to be discouraged about. Guess what? Just rejoice, man! Just rejoice." Wow. You gotta make a choice to rejoice. Tell somebody make a choice to rejoice, and then say this: choose to refuse the blues. Alright, there you go. There you go, there you go. Refuse to be discouraged. Number two, remember that God is with me. Remember that God is with me. I will fear no evil. Why? For thou art with me. Jesus says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He called himself Jehovah Shammah. It means God is there. He was there before you got there. Come on. He w- when you showed up, he would say, hey, I'm here. You know, there's this song about, I'm waiting on the Lord. Like, you know, there's a song to me that says, I'm waiting down here by the river. Will you come, Lord Jesus? Satan don't want me to cross. No, Satan don't want me to cross. I mean, you know what? We have these songs that let us feel as if we're alone and God is going to show up sometime. God showed up before you got there. Isaiah 43 verse 2 says this. When you go through deep waters and great trouble, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fires of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. That's the New Living Translation right there. It's a different translation, but guess what? It's the same thing. I am with you no matter what you're going through is what he's saying. And then there's something else I want you to notice about what David is doing. David's language changes, and I share this with the ladies that share um, on Friday night. Well, I want you to hear this. David was speaking about the Lord in third person when he started. The Lord is with uh, the Lord is my shepherd. He leads me. He causes me to lie down. He restores my soul. He leads me in His path. He, 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 and all of a sudden he gets to the valley and he says, "You." are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. All of a sudden, he switches from talking about God and start talking to God. Because you see, when you're in the pastures and the stuff, you know what? Talking about God is okay. But when you get in the valley, we can't talk about God no more. we got to go straight to the source. Say, hey God, (laughs) I know I talked about you then. But now, right now, I need to talk to you. I I don't want anybody calling me and saying, hey, how is God? I need to just talk to you myself. Because the valleys force intimacy into our lives. Where it's no longer just a testimony. But now we're we're coming before God and we're saying, God, I need your presence around me. I can't do this by myself. I can't just be talking anything about you. I need to talk to you myself. Valleys pull out the intimacy out of our lives. All right. You are with me. Here's the last thing I want to tell you. You need to refuse to be discouraged. You need to remember that God is with you. But you also need to rely on God's deliverance and direction. Listen to this. Psalm 34 verse 19 says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord delivers them. Out of them all. You can focus on the many afflictions or the Lord's deliverance. It's up to you. David said it this way. He said, your rod and your staff comfort me. He said, that rod was just this this two foot thing with this big knot on the end. And the shepherd would use that and hit any wolf or any lion or anything that would come. You would just go, Boom. And he just hit that thing. That thing would just, that was it. It It's over. God says, when you're going through the valley, I am protecting you while you go through the valley. You see, you have to go through the valley, but you don't have to be consumed by the valley. You have to go through the valley. But guess what? The valley doesn't have to destroy you. And I'm there to destroy the enemy. So he can't come past a certain place with you. But you got to go through the valley because the valley is building you up. Are you getting me? Then his staff is there to pull you close to him. Why? Because we have a tendency to drift when we're in the valley. You see, when we're in the valley, sometimes we get discouraged. We start to walk away from the Lord. And we start to look like one of those sheep that we don't even know where we're going. You see, sheep are short-sighted creatures. A sheep can't see very far. He can see as far as the grass beneath his feet. Are you hearing me? But just like that, we can't see too far in our future, but God can. And if we make the wrong decision in the valley, his, his rod, his staff is there to pull us. Say, oh, you're going the wrong way. You're going the wrong way. You got to stay by me. And so his rod and his staff are there to bring comfort to us. Here's what I want to tell you. Allow your valley... To draw you close to God. Spend time with Him. Spend time in His Word. Spend time in worship. Spend time in prayer. Why? Because when you get familiar with His presence, then no matter what valley you face, you know He is with you. And you can get comfort from that. Amen? Amen. Amen. Put your hands together and bless the Lord this morning. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah.